Welcome back. You are listening to Nate the Hate on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to like the video and subscribe if you haven't already. And make sure to click that notification bell in the upper right corner so you are alerted each time we have a brand new episode. And today we're going to talk about the Game Awards, give some predictions as to what we anticipate or potentially even know that will be at the show. And for this episode, I have my co-host, Modern Vintage Gamer. Hey, what's up, Nate? Great to be here. And joining us is our good friend from Games Beat, Jeff Grubb. Hey, how's it going? It's good to have you. It's been a while since we've had you on the show, actually. Yeah, it's uh, been a you know, few months. Uh, thank you for giving me a break. I feel like I've been uh, everywhere for a while and I, I needed one, but uh, happy to be back, though. I'm, I'm glad to hang out with you guys, talk a little bit about the Game Awards, what we can expect. Uh, are, are we going to make any predictions for who's going to win or are we just going to talk about the uh, the commercials? <laughs> oh, hmm, I, that's I, a good question. I think I think we can we can predict who's going to win and maybe we'll get your picks, Jeff, because I know you would have submitted yours in for uh, GameSpeed. Yeah. So. Yeah, I could give my like my specific point of view, but I can't say what we voted for as a as a site. Got it. I can I can give what I think could it could win and what I want to win. I could do that. Oh, you can't show us like your Hall of Fame ballot. Cannot. Uh, yeah, I think maybe once it's over, I could probably say something. But yeah, before <laughs> he, yeah, Jeff Keighley will get me and spank me, so I don't want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want that to happen. That would be a very bad thing. <laughs> and today's episode is. Dedicated to Shamsa, who generously donated $100 in support of the channel. Thank you for Shamsa. your continued support, Shamsa. And if you'd like to support the channel, we have a Streamlabs link in our description below. Donate any dollar amount. Ask a question. We will answer it at the end of the episode. Donate $100 or more, and we will dedicate the episode to you. And today's episode, once again, is dedicated to Shamsa. But first, ho, 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 fellas. Naughty or nice. Tis the season to perform. It's the holiday season, and you don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer? stuffer? Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. Now, if my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code NateTheHate, that's one word, Nate the Hate and MVG. It's my understanding that you have been using Manscaped products this winter season. Nate, Manscaped's best selling product this winter season is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. And inside, you will find their Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body, and the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer. And of course, we can't forget the world-famous Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Uh, stocking stuffers as well. You get the uh, two-in-one shampoo conditioner just launched, kill two birds with one stone, the Manscaped Cologne Infused Body Wash, the Shears 2.0 Luxury Four-Piece Nail Kit, the Crop Mops Ball Wipes for your stanky balls, and the Manscaped Signature Cologne. Now, Nate, that is an amazing deal this holiday season. The dads can't stop talking about it. The teens are secretly buying this, and the women will love you for it. So why don't you go ahead and tell the fine listeners again about what uh, what we're offering. I must admit, I am partial to the body wash. It is a lovely moisturizing body wash, and in the harsh, cold, dry air of winter, my skin is feeling smooth and refreshed each time I get out of a hot shower. And you can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code Nate the Hate. That's one word, Nate the Hate. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. 
And we're going to start off with our predictions for what Sony is going to have at the Game Awards this year. Because in recent years, Sony has definitely been conservative in what they bring to the show. And I have a feeling that that trend is going to continue. And we can start with Jeff. Do you have any predictions as to what Sony may have planned for the Game Awards in 2021? I mean, I, the the one thing that I that I would guess I feel like is the one thing that you might know more about. So I, I think I'll I'll just like I'll pull back a little bit and see if I can think of anything else. Um, probably not going to be Jumping Flash three. Probably not going to be Colony Wars. Uh, wait, I, I don't know. Jumping I, Flash isn't Jumping Flash uh, uh, Jim Ryan's favorite game. <laughs> that's what I'm uh, I, I believe that too that's a that's a thing that i believe when he says that um i, I yeah i'm sure that's true and i'm sure it's his passion project he's he's pulling nights and weekends to get that get us jumping <laughs> flash theory i'm sure um I, I'll say that the timing for Sony is weird. Um, they have, uh, they, you know, they showed us a lot at E3. They've shown us a ton of big games on the horizon that we know are still coming that they need to deliver. Mm. Um, they could give us, you know, reminders about horizon. They could maybe do something else with God of War. Uh, in terms of like big new announcements, they're probably going to have to save some of that stuff for, uh, the, you know, next year's PlayStation showcase whenever they run that. Um, but you know, that said, they, they probably have some third party partnerships in the works that I think could, could end up here and i mean with that in mind i think i'd probably pass it back to you nate yeah i mean one of the big ones that's circulating the internet for the last couple of weeks is square enix's revival of playstation one classic chrono cross now the rumors of this game have definitely been far out in terms of detail we've had reports that it's going to be a multi-platform game and that actually conflicts with information that i have heard from what I've heard in the last few weeks is that the game is going to launch as a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Yes, PlayStation 5 exclusive. It may not have a PlayStation 4 version, which is definitely surprising to me. Now, that's not to say that there isn't one. I have only specifically heard that the game is coming to the PlayStation 5. Now, could this be one of those timed exclusive type deals that we've seen Square Enix and Sony enter into numerous times before with such releases? Yes. So I'm curious as to whether or not when the game, if the game is actually announced at the Game Awards, it seems as though with the recent, what's the name of that uh, mobile game? Another Eden, I believe it is. And, oh, Eden Lost Eden or something. something. Yeah, Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Eden something. It just had the Chrono Cross crossover. And I believe someone found in the code that there's another a Eden. Of the, yeah, another Eden. Where in the code it mentions in celebration of the Chrono Cross remaster release. So it seems as though this is imminent and the game awards seems to be the perfect platform for it. Now, when you look at Square Enix and Sony over the last year, maybe even two years, Sony has always secured that exclusive right to the game, be it for a year or six months. And that could be the case with Chrono Cross. And I feel as though that might disappoint a lot of people because I saw a lot of anticipation from switch owners with the impending announcement of Chrono Cross. But do you two feel as though this is a title that makes sense for Sony to secure, especially if it is just a remaster as rumor suggests? I mean, as a as a PlayStation Five exclusive, it makes very little sense to me. I, I don't under if it's just a remaster, why I mean, at that point it just feels 
arbitrary to the point of absurdity that it's not at least on PlayStation 4 as well. Uh, kind of like, what are we doing? Like, you're putting God of War out on PlayStation 4, but <laughs> we got to keep Chrono Cross Remaster off the PlayStation 4 to really pump those PS5 sales. It, I, mean, I, I, know, I know what you said, like, there could be a PS4 version, and maybe we don't have the full story here, but what you've seen suggests at least at least a PS5 version and then maybe even PS5 exclusivity. If that's the case, I'm, I'm a little bit like kind of at a loss here. Yeah, you, you wonder what the play is with that, right? If it is PS5 exclusive, because I mean, obviously, technically, if it's just a remaster, there's, I mean, it could run on pretty much anything. It could run on a PS3 right. almost, to be honest. I mean, that that level of hardware would probably still run the game. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to find out what the play here is. I mean, sure, you know, it's it's in in one regard, it's kind of cool to say, you know, we're celebrating PS5 because this is this is a PS5. Um, exclusive title and we're not mm-hmm. doing a, a PS4 version. So we are looking ahead to the mm-hmm. future. And, you know, you could, you could argue that, look, next year, um, you know, we, we know that there are games coming out that are across platform. We know that God of War is coming out and, and uh, Gran Turismo and, and all that stuff. But, you know, maybe the message is, you know, from now on going forward into next year, we're going to start really pushing PS5 games. And it, look, if that's the message and that's, that's great, but yeah, at, on on face value, it just seems a little off. So something feels a little weird about that. But you're right, Nate. It could just be a timed exclusive, um, and then they'll offer up a PS4 version later on. But it, it, yeah, it's it's a very weird weird announcement if if it if it actually you know announces at the Game Awards. Does right. This, and does this mean they're doing more with Chrono as a series? Is that what ooh. this really is about? I mean, you would hope so. I mean, Chrono Trigger yeah. is regarded as one of the greatest games of all time. And, and then the there's last- Chrono Cross. Yeah, yeah, then there's Chrono Cross, exactly the game that yeah. undid everything Chrono Trigger did. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of a spoiler if you haven't played Chrono Cross before. I but. Mean, and let's be honest, it probably sold about 100,000 copies. Yes. Right? Yeah. It was PS1 exclusive at the maybe, time. Maybe it was, more um, than that. I'm, I'm being a little, little harsh, but you know what I'm saying. It, it, yeah, it did sell very well. There. <laughs> but, I mean, it, well, yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't a game that everyone played. It's not a game that a lot of people talked about after it came out, let alone after the PS1 generation. Uh, it really, really very quickly went back to, remember, Chrono Trigger. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger's an all-time great, and Chrono Cross didn't quite live up to it. It has its fans. But it's like if you are not doing something with the Chrono franchise, I don't know why you go to cross. Like there's cool like the the, the you, I mean obviously you do Chrono Trigger, right? If like you're just trying to like get a big pop or something like that. Yeah. But then also there's like other like RPGs you could go back to like a Vagrant story yeah, or something absolutely. like that. You could do stuff like that that would be like way more exciting because they are fantastic and underrated in terms of like where they place in the pantheon of these games. You could so, do Shikadun, you know. could do Alondra. There's yeah. so many great play, uh, play PS1 era you know, role-playing games and stuff that mm-hmm. you could choose from. So I, I agree yeah. with that. I mean, even from Square's own backlog, you have the Parasite Eve games that have not been revisited since yeah, exactly. the third birthday on the PSP, which really wasn't all that well-received. And you're right. Square Enix just has that rich backlog of catalogs, especially when you include the Enix side of things with the older Dragon Quest, which we have seen them revisit. But Chrono Cross is really kind of that hmm, type of decision to remaster an older game. And, you know, this title was mentioned in the GeForce League, along with other titles like Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy IX Remake. So it does seem as though Square wants to pivot back to that PlayStation 1 generation and really revisit some of these classics. But you do kind of wonder what is the value of Chrono Cross in a world without a modern Chrono Trigger 
And I mean, that's the thing. Chrono Cross is the sequel to Chrono Trigger. It's odd to bring us the sequel without first introducing us to the prequel. It sounds like but, there's there are reasons why they can't give us Chrono Trigger. You know, maybe there's other parties that are involved that yeah, maybe are holding yeah, it yeah, back. Yeah, it is one of those cases where I believe it is Bird Studio, which is a Toriyama's, where they may own either the I think they own the music mm-hmm. and they also own the characters. Yep. Where Square owns the story. So you do need that cooperation between both parties to make that happen. So even I think Chrono Cross it kind of falls into a somewhat of a similar situation where Square may not own the music, which would explain the Irish musician saying we're composing new music for our yeah. PlayStation 1 remake. Yep. Now, that's not to say that tease is necessarily related to Chrono Cross. I actually don't have any information to suggest it is but or circumstantially, isn't. like it yeah. lines up, right? Is yeah. it right? I mean, if, it, if it's either that or Einhander, then I'll be happy. Or if Chrono Cross yeah, leads well, to yeah. Einhander, um, then, <laughs> yes. then I'll, I'll be happy then with we're this announcement. Exactly. I'll be happy. <laughs> we, should, we should just go play Einhander tonight is what I'm yes. thinking. I might yes. just go do that. I will. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Chrono Cross, PlayStation 5. That that's the platform I know, you know, specifically that it is coming to. And I'm curious to see the reaction if it is at the Game Awards. But beyond Chrono Cross, as you mentioned, with Sony first party games, you do figure that they will wait for their first, you know, PlayStation showcase or Sony state of play in 2022 to really reintroduce us to games like Horizon, Forbidden West, God of War, Ragnarok, or anything else they have planned for 2022, because Sony has not felt any emphasis to go to the game awards and whether it's related to cost or they just rather control their own narrative and position games their way it's curious that once again we may see a rather low-end show from square outside of third-party deals or indie deals that sony has secured for their platform and i would find it quite interesting if chrono cross is really the big sony announcement again, at the game awards. timing it's yeah. that timing right it's mm-hmm. tough because they you know, both of these companies told us a lot of stuff that is coming in the future back before these systems launched. And so, yes, and, and it's Final Fantasy 16 ready. I, I think we all get the hunch right now that Final Fantasy 16 is not ready to show. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 Part 2 is, seems even further out. Um, so, I, I mean, and these, again, we're talking about third party partners, let alone like first party games. Like we know God of War. We know Horizon's coming. We know Gran Turismo 7, whatever the number is, is coming. Uh, I mean, at, they need to get those games out before they can really start making new promises. It feels like so. Uh, after Horizon comes out, I do expect them to begin to, to begin talking about the future again, and that'll be right around E3 time. You know, a little bit later is when they'll do the PlayStation Showcase. That's when they're going to make these big new announcements. Probably not at the Game Awards. We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. 
do you think though we'll see a trailer for like Gran Turismo 7 or Horizon since they are just around that corner and we haven't seen a lot of marketing on these two games you know in that anticipation to the launch of the product Nate we're thinking of the same thing but I have different games in mind I don't think we're going to see Gran Turismo and and God of War but I think we'll see Ghostwire Tokyo and Sifu something along those lines right Um, Ghostwire is supposed to be coming out next year we don't know when it's coming Mm -hmm. out so I think if you want to start getting people on board with Ghostwire again, the Game Awards mm-hmm. is a good good time. Sifu is one of those games we've seen a little bit of, um, and it's kind of been pushed a little bit on Twitter and social media. Uh, but I think, again, probably something that may get more attention at the Game Awards. Yeah, those are actually two really good examples. And I agree. S- Sifu is actually, I believe it's Sifu, is actually getting previews in the next week or two they're sending out preview code using the epic game store so it would be a good place to showcase a brand new trailer and as you mentioned ghostwire tokyo this is a game we really haven't heard much about and if it is coming next year because i believe it was already delayed once Mm -hmm. yes it was so it's the perfect time to really reintroduce us to the concept and allow those new playstation 5 owners who are you know getting the system this holiday or maybe purchased it over you know the black friday weekend a glimpse of what is to come for the playstation 5 because sony really didn't have that big of a holiday in terms of software releases the last major release of the platform i guess you could go back to death stranding director's cut or maybe canna mm-hmm. but it's definitely lacking in terms of that major release factor that we typically see from companies this holiday so sony really needs to pivot and get people excited about what's to come in early 2022 and unless they have like a January or February state of play, you definitely want to emphasize some games at the game awards if you can. But I'd say Sony is definitely kind of that wild card of, are they going to have just another safe showing or is it really going to be a show of their presence is minimal and they're going to allow indies, third parties and Microsoft really to take control once again. Yeah, I think that probably will. What do you think? And I Jeff? thought I I thought I thought like Nintendo might actually be the wild card, but uh, I, I wonder if like there's reasons you you think that they're that they're not because for me it's like Sony is probably wants to advertise these upcoming first quarter games that mm-hmm. I forgot about. Like I you know I mean Sifu I'm, I'm I didn't so much forget about, but I definitely forgot about Ghostwire Tokyo. And that's probably a, a Q1 game. Um, like Horizon is is at a point where it's it's going to sell itself, but I'm sure if they want to make an asset for this, they could get it in get it in there. They could ask Jeff to put it in there. He would show it. I'm mm-hmm. sure, but um you know that that's a matter of like is that in sony's interest if are they do they think that's worth their time maybe 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 not i don't know uh but reminding people about ghostwire tokyo seems like a very valuable thing right now and i would i would be shocked actually now if we don't see something about that game so that's the curious thing with sony is over the course i would say of the last 12 maybe even 16 months is that a lot of people have i mean including myself have critiqued sony's means of marketing for the playstation 5 yeah it doesn't matter they're selling out of every piece of hardware they put on shelves and they're finding a great deal of success even though if you really look at the software releases over the course of 2021 you had returnal you had destruction all-stars mlb the show Ratchet and Clank, Deathloop, you know, Death yeah, Stranding. I mean, it, it, you know, Miles Morales is going to keep selling. It has, it has continued to sell. Yes. This holiday This holiday is going to be another standout holiday for Miles Morales. It's going to sell very mm-hmm. well. There's a new Spider-Man movie right around Christmas. That game's going to, you know, probably push that series collectively to like around 30 million copies here pretty soon. Uh, so 
like they, they do have a game that when a person gets a PS5 that almost everyone wants to buy. And right now that, you know, it's Miles Morales. And mm-hmm. there's a few other cool options there in Returnal, in, in, um, in uh, Ratchet and Clank that people can also go to as well. And so I think like they're, they're set. They don't need too much for this holiday. It, but like big, beginning to communicate about what's coming next will be valuable to them. So I expect them to do that. You actually bring up a good point with the Spider-Man movie mention. And yeah, we have seen a lot of that cross advertisement where whenever you see a Spider-Man homecoming on a YouTube app, it's always featuring Spider-Man Miles Morales for the PlayStation. But we have Tom Holland starring in an Uncharted movie in 2022. And we know they have that Uncharted. I forget the name of the collection that's coming to PC and PlayStation 5 early next year that has Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy the Game Awards wouldn't be a bad place to show both of those products because we know Jeff Keighley loves to incorporate Hollywood. So mm-hmm. what better place to highlight the Uncharted movie and that upcoming duo of games? It's a good pick. And it's all Sony. It's yeah. all Sony. It's, so yes, they can make that work pretty easily. I'm sure that was like part of the, the thinking there. So yeah, mm-hmm. good point. Because I, I wouldn't expect to see another trail for Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation five at this point, we just started at E3 feels a little too soon. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you'd want to pair miles Morales or even the Spider-Man remaster with homecoming in the now and then next year, right? Maybe next year we see Spider-Man two again, but it could be well later. The thing people need, the, the thing that people need to keep in mind is like creating these assets is not some trivial thing. It's not something that they just fire off and forget. It, it, it requires a lot of planning, a lot of execution, a lot of, you know, talent to, to actually put something together, render it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's not something that they'd be like, oh, yeah, let's just do another one of those. They, they, they really think they take their time and they really think about it. And it's it's time and money. And they're not just going to waste that doing basically the same thing they did at E3. So I think you're you're right about that. Now we can shift over to the maybe the bigger wild card of the three, and it's Nintendo. Nintendo, you never know what Nintendo is coming to the Game Awards with. Each yeah, year, don't. everyone anticipates this big showing from Nintendo. And in previous years, we could kind of guess exactly what they would have because we knew Smash Brothers would be featured. Well, Smash Brothers DLC is now concluded. So you can take that one off the table. And every year, people expect zelda to be there because that's nintendo's premier franchise at this point and we just saw breath of the wild 2 back at e3 and i know people like to reference a bill trinant quote where he said you will see breath of the wild 2 again within the next year or in the coming months and the interpretation of that quote definitely varies individual to individual my takeaway is that he was essentially saying we will show you the game again ahead of E3 2022. Now that is a large window. That is a window of 12 months. And some people read it as he's implying that you're going to see it again in the calendar year of 2021, which would mean it has to be at the Game Awards because there's no time left for Nintendo to hold a general direct before the year concludes where they would want to highlight a game like Breath of the Wild 2. So let's start with Breath of the Wild 2. Do either one of you expect to see a brand new trailer this week? No. I'm I'm on I'm on the no side. Yeah, no, definitely like, not. Yeah, it, it's just um, they the E3 trailer actually is too near, like it's too close. And again, it's like you know, make a whole another asset. Like that game probably mm-hmm. not coming out to closer to the end of next year if it comes out in 2022 at all. Um, and so yeah, no, I I don't think. I mean, if they do, what we what, what happens is we get the name and they show us a trailer that explains why the name is so significant, and maybe maybe that's ready, and that would be different enough from what they showed at E three. 
I or yeah, from E3. And I still but I still think that the next time we see that game probably will be E3 or direct dedicated to Zelda right around that time, maybe a few months before, maybe a couple months before. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. See, I agree with you because the way they've treated the game and the name, they've said the name is going to reveal some of the secrets that the game holds. Right. So you wouldn't want to show that a year in advance. You'd want to hold that closer to the actual release date. So it it feels a little too soon to give it an official title. And yeah, it would be excited. It would definitely be a hype moment if we did see another trailer. Because like, in my opinion, the trailer at E3 didn't really leave me feeling anything. It was a cool first glimpse at the game. But it was just kind of that standard, okay, you have some new mechanics. But this still looks like Breath of the Wild. I need to know more about the narrative and the direction the game is going to take. And it does. It feels far too soon for us to see it again, which then leads us to what will Nintendo have at the Game Awards, if not the you know Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2? Do we see the rumored Metroid Prime remaster HD? No, I, that's I, I kind of think we might. But I'm, I'm, really? I mean, I'm not like committed to that. I, I'm just, you know, here's the thing. When you look at what Nintendo has for next year, they have a lot of games they've already announced. It's a pretty robust schedule, you know, beyond Arceus. There's, you know, there's a, quite a few games that we already know about, you know, through Zelda. Um, so, but, and and if Metroid Prime 1 remaster is to come out uh, before E3, maybe now is a good time to show it. And I think there's a chance that that comes out like summertime right before E3. I, I don't know for sure, but that's just, to, to me, that makes some sense. But I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not like committed to this. I, I Honestly, I'm not sure if they're going to have any games to show here. Um, I, I think, honestly, the most likely thing is a trailer for, for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, I think that would be more likely Ooh. than a game. So we're kind of going with that Sony route where they yeah. might go that Hollywood direction yeah. if they have and a I presence. Think it's something that, yeah, I mean, I think that's something that Jeff Keighley would be like very keen to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have Chris Pratt come out to introduce it. I yeah. I agree with Jeff on this. Um, Metroid, I mean, I've kind of been fighting with this, you know, wondering if we may see it, but it just doesn't feel right to me, Nate. I mean, I feel like if they're going to show a new Metroid game, um, it's going to be at a direct early next year. But I guess on the flip mm-hmm. side of that, you know, Metroid Dread is uh, a nominee for Game of the Year. And, you know, the the um, the hype is, is high around Metroid right now, probably the highest it's ever been, let's be honest. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, continuing that momentum, maybe they could show us a trailer for um, Metroid. But I don't know. I, I feel like this is more of a direct thing. And, and I said on, on the Spawncast last week, and I wasn't, wasn't kidding, but I feel like we're going to see more of um, the new Kirby game and, and maybe a release date or something around it. So something along I those agree. lines. I mean, it'll still be really cool because I think the, the Kirby game looks phenomenal and I'd love to see yeah. more of it. So maybe they'll mm-hmm. they'll gonna shore up a date for that and um, you know show us something along those lines. That that feels like a, a early next year sort of thing. We know it's got it was like was it rated by Taiwan or was it rated by ESRB or like was sent to the ESRB something like that. Yeah, where it's like it's mm-hmm. already being considered for its rating. That's pretty. I mean, if if that's happening, that doesn't necessarily mean it's coming out this week or anything like that. Right. But it does mean that they are moving closer toward being sort of like finalizing that and beginning their release plans. And uh, yeah, maybe you give us a date, give us the you know, give us those information, let us start buying the game, pre-ordering it, whatever, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that a lot of that makes sense to me. Yeah, I one game I'm 
am curious as to whether or not it would make the game awards and it probably wouldn't just due to the nature of the game is pokemon legends arceus this is a game that's coming out in january and we really haven't seen that much of the game in recent months like i'm kind of expecting more of that overview trailer that gets you hyped up about this release but i don't think the game awards is the proper venue for a title of that caliber yeah and and like you know the pokemon company likes doing a lot of their own things now right they like doing Mm -hmm. their pokemon directs and um and I, i i just wonder like what the line of communication would be between Jeff Keighley's team and the Pokemon Company International. That seems like something that would be, you know, relatively challenging for, for Jeff Keighley to, put, to pull together. And, uh, you know, there's so many um, like very special ways that the, the Pokemon Company likes to operate that maybe that'd be tough challenge to, to work around. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of agree. And, and, and you're right. The game is, itself is so, so big. Um, and they also just launched some Pokemon games. So maybe it's not necessarily uh-huh. time to talk about Arceus again, even though this game is coming up very fast, like just a couple months. Yeah. And like Nintendo's 2022 has the potential, barring any delays, to be a pretty big year for the company. But Nintendo really has never leveraged the game awards in a way to highlight games that are still, you know, eight months or 12 months from release. They typically have done those smaller type of partnership games. We had like Bravely Default 2. We had the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 type of game. So when we talk about like Nintendo having that presence at the Game Awards without Smash Brothers being involved, it really makes you wonder what they could bring to the table. They could, maybe if they have some Wii U ports that they want in the first half of the year, maybe this is the place they introduce them just to have some discussion. But the one thing with the Game Awards, and it's really highlighted with Nintendo, is that Nintendo doesn't need Jeff Keighley. Jeff Keighley needs Nintendo. And we've seen Nintendo go to the Game Awards, and this is going back many a year, when Reggie fils showed up and showed Cranky Kong in Donkey Kong <laughs> Tropical Freeze. I remember that. <laughs> and the whole internet got super excited in the lead up, and then like, hey, look at this character. And everyone said, that's it? We could we could definitely they could still still be doing something exactly like that now. Like Nintendo's not necessarily a company that learns. And, and why should they? These <laughs> things always work out for them. So. So, yeah, uh, I think that w- we can build up this hype, but people maybe should expect nothing uh, and maybe be happy if they get anything at all. What about Man. what about Majora's Mask on N64 online? Shadow be- drum. <laughs> Feel like you're trolling us now but also i feel like that could happen <laughs> no, I, i'm totally not trolling like I, I mean it's it's you know we we keep hearing there's more zelda there's more zelda coming right um we're not getting breath of the wild too i feel like all three of us agree that that's not happening but um, what if they give us majoras i mean we have already have uh, ocarina of time on there so mm-hmm. you know that would be i mean it's not a top tier announcement or anything but it's still something for the fans that i think they would really really enjoy you don't think that's kind of like that that's a tease you you're gonna you're gonna tempt fans with majora's mask at the game awards and then everyone's gonna sit there be like this means we're gonna get birth of the wild too and you're gonna see jeff come on stage and like now the award for sts of 2021 nintendo (laughs) like 
And that's I mean, true, I, I, the, I, I, Nintendo's been it. very good about that recently, right? Where they're like, when they know that people are are going to be expecting that, they're like, okay, here you're not going to get that. We'll talk about it at this time. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Yeah. And they wouldn't really have the opportunity to have that conversation with fans at the Game Awards, so right. it, it could be odd. True. So, so and also just in, in another N64 release, I think they saw some of the backlash of Paper Mario. I mean, I guess really the stuff's locked in, so they wouldn't be able to change it by then. But still, yeah, I, I don't know. Right. Like, well, see, I guess we'll find out. I mean, if data miners find more stuff when the Paper <laughs> Mario thing drops, you know, yeah, on the true, on the tenth, yeah. we'll we'll have some indication that's of that. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. See, like the Metroid Prime Remaster HD situation, I understand. Like, dread is there. It seems like a marketing win. You already yep. have that Metroid hype. Use it. But this is Nintendo. They never, they don't need to leverage that hype. And it's still the holiday. They want Dread to be that focus. They want Dread to sell. Mm-hmm. They want to hit that 3 million figure that the internet has arbitrarily set for it as a goal. And they want to hit it as soon as they can, ideally. So I don't know if you want to take away attention from Dread just yet. You can hold Metroid Prime Remastered HD because from my understanding, it is a game that is coming in the second half of 2022. So the Game Awards just doesn't seem like the proper venue for it. But I do want to make reference to one game that had been reported earlier this year. I believe it was over the summer. I put out a tweet about it as well. And it is Monolith Soft's Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Is this the venue for them to show it? Right. This is another one I forgot about that like seems maybe pretty likely. Uh, yeah, I'll say yes. Um, my, my co-host on GameSpeed decides, um, Mike Minotti was pretty certain that this is what it's, what it's going to be. So yeah, th- this seems right. That this seems like the time to do it. And we, we, we know it's coming. Um, and I get, and again, I guess that's not going to be something that they hold back for E3 at this point. Right. I guess they could do it in, in a Nintendo direct. Yep. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, and they've, they've done similar sort of level of announcements at the game awards before. So I no, I think that's a good call. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think there's, a likelihood that this could show up. It, it kind of fits the mold of the Game Awards and an announcement like this, so it's possible. You know, I, I think it's a more than fair chance that we could see this. See, what's interesting is that the original plan with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is that they were hoping to announce it in January or February of this year and then have the game release in December of this year. And since neither of those happened... I do wonder if they would take this opportunity to finally announce the game or if they have opted to say, we're doing a full year delay. We're going to announce it in the first direct of 2022 and we're going to release it at the end of 2022. Basically, the exact same marketing plan we already had in place just one year later. But the Game Awards would definitely be a nice venue to give a game of that. I would say it's kind of one of that lower tier franchises for nintendo it's growing in popularity but it's still not that mainstream attention but they had bayonetta 3 at the game awards back in 2017 so xenoblade chronicles 3 could be that nice little reveal moment get fans excited get people interested and then nintendo goes off and we get more news in 2022 but nintendo is definitely that interesting case for the game awards because it's really hard to anticipate what they could have because they have so many games in their roster that you could potentially select from. But for every title, you can probably come up with three or four caveats as to why it doesn't need to be at the Game Awards. Yep, I agree. So, I mean, Nintendo is definitely one I'm looking forward to. But as Jeff said earlier, it's kind of that company where you are better off going in with no expectation 
and be surprised when you do see something. I mean, yeah. last year, what was the biggest announcement of the show? Would you say was Perfect Dark? Was that the biggest wow. announcement of the show? And I know we haven't talked about Microsoft yet, but I'm just thinking about like Nintendo and Sony and, and kind of just oh, overall. Man. Would you say Perfect Dark was the biggest announcement? I, Perfect Dark was the biggest one. I can't I'm trying to like remember anything else. Yeah. Maybe there was something bigger, but Perfect Dark was definitely really big. Yep. Yeah. I think I think I would say Perfect Dark was probably the biggest announcement of the show. And it's kind of funny because it opened the show following the Sephiroth reveal for Smash Brothers. Oh, that was pretty hype as well. Let's, I mean, that was that was a pretty hype announcement too. So, I mean, yes, yeah, <laughs> if, from what I remember, um, the show, last year started really strong. You know, the first like 45 minutes was, it was paced really well and there was some kind of big mm-hmm. announcements and then it just kind of fell off, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, that's a perfect segue for us to pivot right into Microsoft's <laughs> presence at the Game Awards because of the three companies, Microsoft has always had the biggest presence at the Game Awards especially over the last couple of years back in was it 2019 they showcased hellblade 2 mm-hmm. and xbox series x then as you mentioned for 2020 they had perfect dark so here we are in 2021 and i am 100 percent anticipating that we will see hellblade 2 we are going to yes. see a gameplay trailer for the first time the last time we saw yes. it was an in-game trailer so we're really going to see what hellblade 2 is evolving into as far as the game is concerned and see how we're going to play it but is are we going to see anything beyond hellblade 2 from microsoft at the game awards this year well hold on a second i i think <laughs> hellblade 2 is going to be there i'm like 90 percent sure but what about this unreal engine 5 engine swap thing like do you think that's I mean, I know that announcement was maybe a year ago now, and they've probably had mm-hmm. time to get something ready for the show. But do you think they they have had enough time to you know get get something prepared? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm 100 expecting that we will see a gameplay trailer. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's been that's been the plan. Yeah, that's been the plan for a long time is to do a gameplay trailer at the Game Awards. They were uh, yeah. They they considered maybe XO doing an XO this year when they when they decided they weren't going to do that. It's like one well, of the Game Awards it is. So uh, they, they've been working through they've been working through like that 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 change with the specific idea in mind that they would show it at the Game Awards. So I think that I think that's exactly the case. Now, when we looked at Microsoft's roadmap, there were definitely a lot of games on it that seemed to be dated for twenty twenty three even beyond 2023 going into 2024 and who knows far out. But I'd say it's safe to say we're not going to see Perfect Dark again. No. We're not We're not going to see Fable right. no. at the Game Awards or anything like Avowed seems as though it's kind of that wild card guess. Back around E3, I heard that there was some discussion about having the game present at Microsoft's E3 showcase. That was shelved and they took priority to the Outer Worlds 2. So it feels as though the avowed should be here but they're probably going to hold it until next e3 just due to the game's release window which right now is looking like 2023 and microsoft's 2022 right now outside of stalker and maybe the prospect of forza motorsport was it eight or are they at nine that's starfield all right you know what starfield's (laughs) a good one do you think we see a gameplay reveal of starfield i was thinking about no uh, maybe we could see some gameplay of starfield but i don't (laughs) i i'm kind of leaning towards what jeff's saying i i I don't feel like the game awards is the right right kind of platform for it 
you know, they 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 threw us a bone. They said Starfield yeah. is coming next November. But mm-hmm. in, in the end, they're mostly going to just stick to their strategy of marketing that they've done with the last couple of games. Really actually reveal the game at E3, launch it about five, six months later. So, uh, yeah, the, the, we're going to see that game in, in like its full gameplay glory at E3 and probably not before that. Um, as you know, as for everything else, like avowed. Uh, I, yeah, I agree, Nate. I think that. Um, that it's something that they definitely considered. It's something they want to show. Uh, it's something that, that that everyone at Xbox and Microsoft and Bethesda they think about. And like, hey, that would fit in well with uh, you know what we're trying to do at, at E3 last year. Well, it didn't work out. We did the Outer Worlds too. So uh, you know, when can we get it in? And I think right now they're just like, okay, we could have tried to get an asset ready for this uh, for the for the game awards. Uh, but the reality is, I think at a certain point along the line, they just said, let's just commit to E3 for that as well and try to have another really all out great e3 again and really really try to outdo what we did with e3 last year like there's nothing wrong with them making that choice i think if mm-hmm. they have just hellblade at this at this uh, the game the game awards that's fine yeah and w- w- what's most important to them is sort of continuing to make each e3 better than the net na- better than the last one um that's difficult to do and if they you know hold stuff back for that i think it's the right choice for them that said i think it's possible we see something from Redfall. I think it's possible we see something from NX in Exile. Uh, Redfall is Ooh. is going to be coming out significantly before Starfield, um, mm-hmm. and you know, barring in any delays, a gameplay trailer now six months after the reveal, about six months more before it comes out, six, seven, eight months before it comes out. That feels right. And if we don't get it now, that's probably something that happens early next year. So, kind of, why not now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Redfall is kind of one of those projects I forget they actually announced. Right. Yeah, and that's because I think that's exactly why the Game Awards makes a lot of sense for it. Same thing with like mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ghostwire Tokyo. It's it's a similar situation, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think Microsoft could potentially lean into some Game Pass announcements yes. at the Game Awards? They did put out a tweet yes. today saying that they're going to have several pc game pass announcements at the game award but they emphasized right. pc nothing about console which is definitely curious yeah. I, I wonder if that's i wonder if that's just like that's what's available right now yeah, that's a good point I, but i mean mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there'll be if they did not tease console i bet there won't be any console yeah I, I agree uh, look i think there will be some game pass announcements and maybe not necessarily the ones that they were teasing just for pc there may there may be some console centric mm-hmm. ones um i mean that kind of fits the mold of the game awards but look you know you said hellblade 2 right if if that's all we got then you know we're pretty happy i, I would agree with that i mean I, I know i'm kind of harping on last year but remember last year when Keely was saying oh there's there's 17 world premieres and all this stuff and the only thing i remember right. from last year sephiroth and Perfect Dark, you know, and I'm, and that's yes. not to that's not to um you know disrespect any of the other games that were were shown. It's just what I remember, you know. So no, and that's how it works. Absolutely, exactly. like uh-huh. uh, it, it, like he's a salesman. He's selling his show. Yep, and and you know, and he can't downplay like to his partners. Like he can't be like going like, oh, there's two real good games, and yeah. then some. You know, right. you might care. Like so, this is the, the conversation. This was always going to sound like before the Game Awards. Of course, and, yeah. Right. I think I think there's a strong chance that maybe this year has three or four things that right. feel like they're pretty big instead of just two things. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of that show is going to is going to be sort of waiting for the next big thing after just getting hype about that thing and be like, oh, 
okay, they kind of shot their load and now we're waiting. Um, and, and that's, that's fine. That's reality of this thing. And I, I'm, I'm, I've accepted it. I think there's going to be a ton of things that if you care about that series, you're going to care. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. the, 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 there's one there that I think Microsoft might've been involved with. I don't think they're involved with any more. Um, Alan wake two, this is something I leaked before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a chance that could show up. They, I think that's, but I think that's Epic is actually handling that. So yes. uh, I, I don't, I don't think it'll be involved with Microsoft at all. But th- that's like one that's like okay. So th- that level of game seems like it's going to be the kind of thing that could show up mm-hmm. here. And if you care about Alan Wake, you're really going to be happy about that. And if you don't, well, it's just another game that sort of fills out this roster that you're going like, to be like, okay, I mean, yep. I get it, but it's not for me. Yep, that's actually one of the titles I was going to bring up when we went over to the third party side. Is that Alan Wake 2 will make its grand reveal at the Game Awards and okay. the release of the Alan Wake remaster. It wasn't just a random occurrence. They wanted to introduce fans to the franchise because they yes. wanted to announce the sequel this year at the Game Awards and make that a big headliner for the entire show and get people excited about the future of Alan Wake because we know Remedy has wanted to make the sequel for a long time. But Microsoft, yep. because they had control of the IP, they couldn't do it without their permission and funding. And when they finally got that IP back in their control, this was a project that they have been eagerly wanting to work on. And it's definitely one of the bigger reveals I'm really looking forward to this week because I love the original Alan Wake. And I can't wait to see what they can do on modern hardware and architecture in terms of just the visuals and the AI for it, it's going to be potentially a fantastic game but remedy also has that microsoft project that no one seems to remember because the game just keeps getting delayed they are doing the single player that's right yeah crossfire Crossfire. yeah and And it was supposed to come out this year and also where's where's my switch version of alan wake night where's that coming out Hey, I never heard about that version. I know it's been rated, but <laughs> maybe it's at the Game Awards. They announce Alan Wake 2 and say Alan Wake 1 now available on Switch. But yeah. Now with third parties Fire X could get could get reintroduced here. I think you're right about I think that. So. I think so. I think it's possible. I think it's time. It definitely I mean, I know they slated it for 2021, and then we just never saw or heard from it again. And that goes it has a multiplayer aspect. And then there's the campaign aspect. Right. And we haven't seen an update on either one. So it just feels like a good time for them to come out and say, we finished the campaign on Crossfire. This is behind us. Our new focus is Alan Wake 2. And all of a sudden, Remedy is kind of you know, back in the driver's seat, getting fans excited about the projects they're putting out. Because they definitely feel as though, I know Quantum Break. I enjoyed Quantum Break. But I know a lot of people didn't like the television show aspect. Of I thought it was great the game. when it came out. I think it's a great game. Yep, I, I loved like it. it. I mean, it's it's not at the highs of the Max Payne 1 and 2 of Remedy Days, but I thought it was a fine product. Well, I think Alan Wake 2 is going to excite a lot of people when they see it later in the week. And third party and indies really seem to be the stars of the game yeah, awards. I and, agree. you know, indies are impossible to predict. You, you know... Annapurna is going to show up with a game because they're at every presentation that's ever hosted throughout a calendar year. So they're going to have some kooky artistic game like us. They just had one come out, Solar Ash, which seemed to be highlighted at every single Sony event in 2021. So I'm sure they're going to have something here. Devolver Digital is also usually at these award shows and presentations. But 
you never know what an indie is going to bring. Now, for third party, since we covered Alan Wake 2 already, do you think there is a chance Ubisoft finally announces and shows even a teaser of the upcoming Splinter Cell game? Yes. I think it's going to be there. I, and it's probably just going to be right. a PNG file. With <laughs> yeah. three, three green dots, but it's going to you're be just, there. Yeah. You're just going to there hit might, them. There might be some motion graphics. There might be some motion, like a PNG moving over a PNG. But yeah, yeah I, gener- I generally agree with you. Yeah. Yep. You, re- you think Splinter Cell is going to make it here, huh? Yeah, it's going to get I, it's going to get announced. It's going to get announced. It's not okay. I mean, it's not going to be anything massive. It's just going to be like I said, a PNG or something. Like <laughs> I I think it's too early for Ubisoft to make the promise. I think that they still think in their heart. I think they still know in their hearts that they might not fully commit to this, even if even if they greenlit it. And I've definitely heard that they were testing some Splinter Cell ideas out over the summer. Yeah, they were doing that stuff, mm-hmm. but that I, that does not give me full confidence that we're actually going to be playing a Splinter Cell game. I, I think a Splinter Cell game could absolutely work with the modern Ubisoft uh, framework and still very much be a, a Splinter Cell game. Um, but I also could totally see them abandoning it and just going back to uh, what, like Ghost Recon or something, doing but, but yet they, another Ghost Recon but game. they committed Prince of Persia, so why can't they do this? I mean, well, Prince of look Persia. at Prince of Persia. <laughs> it's missing. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm like, I'm arguing the opposite thing. Like, we know that they have a tendency just to announce, make announcements of games that clearly uh, no well, idea. Well, I feel like they did learn from, from that one that like, oh, that uh-huh. was maybe a bad idea. We could have just like canceled that instead of having to spend more, more, more money to actually make it happen. So I, I don't know. The, the, I'm hopeful. I would be very excited if they did it. And even if it was just a PNG, I would be. I would be very excited. So I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, Splinter Cell is definitely a unique case because, as you mentioned, I have heard that they really began development on this project only around E3 time. So it's only a few months. It hasn't been deep into, into development. We're looking at maybe six months at this point. And, you know, how much do you really have? And if you want to yeah. commit to it, you can make that announcement to say, you know, we're working on the future of Splinter Cell. It, it doesn't Get fans matter. excited. It doesn't matter what we have. It's the Game Awards. It's Hollywood. It's 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 hype. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, they had eighty five million people watch last year. They're going to one hundred million this year. So, you know, that for me is is something that I think is is ideal for the Game Awards, just to reveal the next Splinter Cell. Game. Right. Yeah. For just for that hype factor, I mean, Splinter Cell is that perfect candidate for the Game Awards. But what about Skull and Bones? Is it dead? Oh, I, uh, yeah. Yes. I, I feel like Probably. it's, I mean, I feel that they're trying to find a way to kill it without having to like pay a bunch <laughs> of money back to Singapore or whatever it is. But yeah, I, I, it's probably dead. I mean, it's yeah. dead in whatever it was going to be. Like whenever it comes right. out, it will be something completely different. Yeah. Completely reworked, revamped. Mm-hmm. It's probably a total different project that is. That they actually yeah. want to make. Like there's just no yeah. one there that wants to make the game they were making. So it's like, yeah, that, it just fell apart. Now, do you think Ubisoft could potentially show another look at the Mario Rabbid sequel for the Switch at the Game Awards? Or do you think that's something that Nintendo may have a little bit of say in and they would hold it for, depending when the game comes out next year, they would hold it for the first Direct or maybe even another showing at E3 because they'd want to keep it closer to the reveal again? When did they show us, or sorry, when did they announce Mario Rabbids 2? When was that? E3. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see it at the Game Awards. I agree. Now, one game it's has basically leaked is Sega is going to show the brand new Sonic game at the Game Awards. And this is that hor- horrendous 
sounding Sonic game. Uh, I believe the name is, was it something like Sonic Frontier or Sonic Renegade or something like that? Sonic um, Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers. Not, not that so, I would know anything one way or the other. So <laughs> that appears that it's going to be at the Game Awards. Any excitement for this game? Moderate, no, but I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm never been a Sonic guy. No, <laughs> <laughs> I have a little bit of excitement, but you know, it's it's Sega, it's Sonic. I mean, you know, I I have to have to be really kind of, I don't know, just uh, my guards up on this one. You know, oh yeah, I don't know what how this is going to go. I mean, you know, every time we think we're going to get something cool from Sega and Sonic, it's like. Yeah, download these uh, wallpapers, you know, for uh, for, your, <laughs> for your computer and these ringtones yeah. for your phone. So I don't know what to expect from from this, but hopefully, you know, we, we they surprise us. Yeah, Sonic Rangers, based on that play test that was posted on 4chan, I believe there's another one on Reddit where they described the game and the basic mm-hmm. premise. It just sounded dreadful. It continues to show that Sonic and Sega just have no chemistry with each other and the direction they want to take this franchise sonic mania was a return to form it was a fantastic game just make a sequel stop trying to innovate with these 3d sonics in ways that don't connect with the franchise's core because you have not stuck the landing in 20 years yeah you could really just kind of take sonic mania to the next level and just let it just build on those ideas, come up, like just prototype a million different ideas, take the best and make a game based on that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that would really work. That's what I would be excited about. Otherwise, whatever. I, you know, I know they got to keep feeding the Sonic uh, IP beast, but uh, right. I, I'm not going to be too interested. Now, one thing it is, since it's related to Sega, is the Atlas branch. Every year, it feels as though we have Persona right. have a presence <laughs> at the Game Awards and it's the 25th anniversary of Persona. Yes, so I am expecting persona to have a presence here just say it just say it what do you think is going to happen i don't want to say it just say it (laughs) we know it's probably not because it never does (laughs) there's some like there's some like witches curse on this franchise that is like preventing it from going anywhere that anyone would care about it's so bizarre uh yeah, I mean, does it does it, does it get announced for Game Pass? Does it get announced for Switch? Persona Five Royal? Like, is this the time? No, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> damn it, yeah, it can't be the time. I mean, it'd be great, but it just doesn't feel. Maybe Persona Five Strikers comes oh to God, like a yeah, Game Pass. Probably. Yeah, God, because yeah. that'd be kind of exciting for people. But yeah, people earlier, love that game. Yeah, but earlier this year, there was a rumor out there that Atlas was looking to revitalize an older game persona for arena huh. if the rumor has base to it it has to be at the game awards because how long are you going to hold on to an antiquated fighting game but this was part of the blast blue was uh it was on the switch it was like a crossover between atlas characters from persona and the blast blue blast blue franchise so I wouldn't be surprised if you if the rumor finally came true and we saw it at the Game Awards. But in the back of my mind, you also have to wonder, will we finally see Persona 6? We know it's in development. Is this the proper platform to announce Persona 6 or would Atlas hold this for yeah, probably I, a state I, of play because Sony always has yeah. the exclusive rights to it? Or would you hold it to the Tokyo Game Show? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think it's something like that. I think they, um, I, you know, they're doing this 25th anniversary and they're really stretching it out. There's like several things they have planned or, or that they say they have planned through mm-hmm. like well into the next year. I don't, I don't think they, they say anything about persona six until the end of that. And that right. probably ends around the Tokyo game show. Yeah. I think it concludes next September. So the timing fits perfectly. Yeah. That's, but, that sounds exactly right to me. Yeah. Something definitely persona will be at the game awards. Just a question of, is it going to be Persona 5? Is it going to be right. the Persona 4 Arena? Whatever they call it. Because I think they've re-released that game twice at this point. But something Persona. Now, we've covered Ubisoft, Sega, and Atlas. Square, we covered with the Sony topic with Chrono Cross. As you mentioned, Final Fantasy 16. Even though Square has repeatedly said they have interest in showing it and they didn't have the game ready for the Tokyo Game Show... I don't know if the Game Awards is the proper venue for Final Fantasy 16 to get a, a yeah. real big introduction. Maybe we see the Final Fantasy Origin Stranger of Paradise again, because that's coming out early next year. And it's kind of more Western focused in terms of combat and even style, especially that with the characters sense, yeah. yelling chaos every four seconds. But are there any other big third party games that you're really anticipating to be at the Game Awards? Because right now I think it's, going to be headlined by alan wake too i yeah, have that's, that's I, right i have a a um a pick that uh is probably not going to happen but I, I i'm trying to will it into the universe <laughs> shredder's revenge teenage mutant ninja turtles gets a, that's date. a good one okay you think they, konami they, they, they confirm that's show? next year right they confirm that's 2022 yeah but there's no date yes. So I Man, feel like I, I feel like I feel like I want to play it so bad. Yeah, I feel like there's a trailer and a and a date. I mean, I don't think it's a shadow drop. I would love it. No, 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 us, no, of but, course not. Yeah, um, oh, it's. I think I think it's a game awards thing. I mean, it, it wouldn't be a bad venue for that type of game. I mean, no, that'd be really good. Turtles. Yeah. It fits the demographic who's going to be watching. It's old people like us who grew up watching the '80s Ninja Turtles. It's so a, it's established like studios that are involved right. that have those relationships that could make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good place for it. And I would be hyped to see that game again. I wish the game was out now so I could play it and revisit my memories of turtles in time. Mm-hmm. I think the, um, the, the, the big question that I have for a big third party game is, is Bioshock four, which, you know, that those reports oh, yeah. came out about in Antarctic city in the 1960s, all that stuff is true. All that's all that's for sure. I can confirm that stuff, mm-hmm. whether or not it shows up at the game awards that I don't know. I think, I think there's a chance. I think that's why we're hearing about it right now. Um, and, and that would be, that would be a pretty big game. That would be bigger than Alan Wake two for sure. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but I'm I'm just not sure if that's going to be at the Game Awards. Maybe See, the timing is just coincidence. Which, let's just say between Alan Wake 2 and Bioshock, which game do you think Jeff was referring to where he said, this is a project I have been working to get at the Game Awards for the last two and a half years? I My guess is Alan. Night. I Ooh, think that's the last night. That game um, still exists? I mean... What define exists? Um, it, it, it <laughs> it's a game that I think probably still makes a good trailer, and that uh, I think that the studio working on that very much does believe they're going to get something out. My, when I when I've talked to people about it, they are much more skeptical that it'll ever turn into a real video game. Um, but the person, the people in charge of making that game, think that after all the buzz for it from when whenever that was, like twenty seventeen, whatever it was, yeah, um, so, 
around then they think that they could get like put another trail out, get a lot of publisher attention and get a lot more money than they were getting from the, the publisher they were working with, which was, um, uh, uh, I can't remember their name now, but they broke up, whatever it was. And, um, after that breakup, like the studio has been pretty quiet, but they've confirmed that they're still working on it. And, uh, the timing mm-hmm. of that, like Jeff Keighley reportedly was trying to get that into 2018's game of the year. Um, so I think the timing of that sounds about right, uh, where it's like, oh, okay, you know, you know, two and a half years, maybe it's not exactly right, but maybe, you know, uh, it's still something there to, to, to me that sounds like what he might have been meaning. And, and I've heard um, some rumblings that there's something happening there with that game. That'd be an interesting game to see come to light again. That was the game, if I remember right, it was the creator of the game was involved in Gamergate. There was some controversy yeah, around he, that so game, right? He, um, Right. So the first, I guess the, we, we haven't described what the game is. It is a uh, 2D sort of very stylistic cyberpunk looking pixel art game uh, that uses a lot of really cool filtering to to like, you know, have what, what looks like actual liquid water in the foreground while you're looking back at these pixels. And it's just it looks incredible. And so the show is really good in trailers. That's why people are excited about it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was one of the things like Microsoft was very much into and trying to get and and, you know, had some issues because the guy that's working on the game is a perfectionist, and all this stuff. Well, they they made they made it happen they showed that trailer and then that night i remember talking to some of the pr people as the story was breaking about how this guy had a bunch of tweets supporting gamergate uh and they had to like put out a statement saying like i've changed since 2014 i do not agree with any of those things i've said uh, a lot of people are like well it's convenient now um but but you know he hasn't like made similar statements since probably wisely um so i you know i think there's a chance this game could rebound from that at this point um but it just really would require something that blows us away in terms of the trailer and Mm -hmm. the guy coming out and not being a shithead um kind of that (laughs) that that two-handed punch that would really work yeah that'd be a curious project to see come back because jeff's tweet definitely got a lot of people speculating and a lot of the speculation somehow connected it to birth of the wild 2 not really sure how those two connected (laughs) yeah because it's the thing that everyone's always thinking about like yeah like i see an open world game and i'm like that's zelda Zelda breath of the wild people are like oh jeff keely's got a big game it's zelda breath of the wild 2 so it makes sense to me (laughs) see everything's breath of the wild now a couple of years ago everything was the dark souls version of yes exactly (laughs) now i would be remiss if i did not bring this up Will we see Keeley's best friend, Hideo Kojima, show up with a game? As we know, there have been the reports that Microsoft was looking to sign that deal for Kojima's game, which, to my understanding and from what I heard, was originally a Stadia project, but it Google eventually pulled the funding and Microsoft was able to see the project and say, you know, we'll fund that. Do you think Kojima shows up at the Game Awards and potentially shows the Xbox title? I think he's in the he audience, shows- but I don't think oh, yeah, he's, he's he's showing anything. Yeah, if he shows up at the Game Awards, it will not be with the Xbox deal. The, yep. the deal is not not finished yet. It's I mean they are still talking about it, but it's it requiring a lot of back and forth between two languages. I talked a lot about this mm-hmm. on a Grub Snacks a few weeks ago. So if anyone's interested, look that up. But it's um it takes like. Sony was able to get a deal together with, with Kojima pretty quickly because Sony has people who do deals in Japanese legalese, like ready to go. Microsoft, it requires a lot more going back and forth because at the end of the day, Matt Booty has to sign off on every change. And if something needs uh-huh. to be f- finagled a little bit, well, that's got to go through multiple layers of lawyers that speak different languages. And that's it's a really challenging thing. So it's taking some time. Um, it's not going to be ready. And even, and even if it was, 
it's still so early. Like the, he would just right. be kind of saying some weird concept off his head, which is, I guess, <laughs> maybe what you want from Kojima when he shows up on stage. <laughs> like, go and make the the wildest promises you possibly can. You possibly can, but uh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone involved in that is ready at this at this point. That doesn't mean he doesn't have some other project. He is in no way. Right. Uh, exclusive to, to Microsoft in, a, as a creator, even if this oh. project might end up being exclusive to Xbox. So maybe it shows up with something else. I don't know. How about the indie darling of 2021 abandoned? No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> no chance in hell. Uh, Jeff Keeley, I think it's like feeling burned about ever associating himself with, with whatever his name was. Uh, the code name oh, for Hassan. Hassan, or, <laughs> Hassan <laughs> Whatever his name was. Turkish, how, Turkish for Kojima. How quickly yeah. we've forgotten poor old Hassan. All he tried to do <laughs> was get some Twitter followers. Yeah. It worked. It did work for a minute. He, he had a fantastic marketing campaign until he said, I'm releasing a demo today. And then when the demo was supposed to drop, he said, oh, it broke. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, he's waiting. And then it was the video. He, tweeted. he did a really good sales job. I agree. Yes. yes. But. Man, that app, that was the whole thing. It was it was the greatest marketing campaign of all time because Hassan really didn't do anything. It was the community who yeah. built up all the hype and anticipation around a project that Hassan and Blue Box Games were pretty transparent they, about. Of We're they, not making they, Silent They did have that willingness, though. They had the willingness yeah, to engage yeah. when a lot of studios would not. Like, they would and not just know better. I think that Hassan... I, I, at this point, I think they they knew what they were doing based on like looking at the, the history of that studio. Uh, we don't have to go over abandoned a million times again, but yeah, no. it's not going to be there. Damn. What about Silent Hill? No. <laughs> Wait, you're saying yeah, no? Got, co- co- Konami, uh, the one studio <laughs> in the world that is not on the advisor board <laughs> yeah, for right. uh, the thing. Yeah, they're going to come with the big Silent Hill reveal. <laughs> no, I mean, Silent Hill. It's still a thing exist. that exists. It exists. Yes, it is. I, I, I can back you up on that. I've heard that as well at this point. Take that, MVG. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. Come on, guys. Only team Nate on this because I've no. heard the same thing now at this point. So It exists on my PlayStation 2. How about that? <laughs> a new Silent Hill exists. Andy Robinson has reported. Gamatsu has yep. reported it. We have Jeff Grubb now backing me up. Backing you up, yep. He's on Team Nate. Team MVG right. is sitting in the corner like a sad Sutherland. Big old goose egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a sad Sutherland. <laughs> I mean, you have to remember, Konami was supposed to attend E3 this year. And then yep. a few weeks before E3, they said, we're not going to be there. And they haven't announced anything this year. So whatever they were planning either got delayed significantly are they just yeah? It's it a, it was, a third it was, rename it of whatever their football game's called now. The game. sun is in your hand. Three, yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> can't wait oh, wait, for that. that. That's a Kojima game. No, they can't do that. Right? It is a Kojima <laughs> game. Never mind. <laughs> so, do you think EA shows up with anything? We saw, I believe, last year we saw Dragon Quest. Was it four? We saw another glimpse in. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't think Dragon Age is ready. Um, yeah, Dragon so Age. Here, Dragon there, there's. There's a weird thing happening right now where I am hearing very conflicting things about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2, where mm. um, some people who know stuff are saying it's going to be there. And then I talk to people who know stuff about, you know, that game and EA, and they say it's definitely not going to be there. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. At this point, I... I if I had to put money on it, I would say it's not going to be there. Like that's where I would bet because I like that's the you know the the tr- my my trust in that situation. But um, 
uh, you know, at this point, I'm also be like so shocked if the people I've heard this from would be wrong about it being there, too. It's like it's it's that it's that conflicting. So um, I don't know, like. I don't think any EA has anything else they could show. And that's the game I've, I've heard. I was always going to be shown early next year, but um, yeah. So, so EA is probably not there. And if they are, it may, maybe Vince Zampella is sitting in the audience and tells us something about that star Wars game. Maybe that's how that goes down. I don't know. What about, see dead space. I'm not anticipating anything because that feels Crazy. as though they're going to hold it closer to the actual release to have, you know, a bigger impact. They announced it when they did to really, intrigue fans and say we're bringing back dead space excite people and they also want to take away behind the scenes thing like a few weeks later and that was like the big sort of like here's what we're gonna give you for now yeah and then now you're gonna wait a year before we show it again and it felt as though they want to take away a little of the hype and attention from the Callisto protocol yeah the original dead space protocol could show up there right Callisto protocol could absolutely be this kind of thing that ends up at the show that's Mm -hmm. a um, you know what I can't Crafton, the, the PUBG company, like yes. that's the kind of thing that could end up being there. Uh, and you know, I think Crafton has had announcements at the Game Awards before, so I wouldn't be surprised if they have something there. And you know, why not the Callisto Protocol? Yeah, we see a lot of like Chinese indies kind of show up at the Game Awards because they're willing to spend money to yeah. get their you know mobile games or their free to play microtransaction heavy PC games right. their gotcha games good investment for them based on yes. the cost to what you're going to get in that sh- like from that audience mm-hmm. uh, uh you know i've heard from western developers too that it's worth it it's worth it so uh mm-hmm. developers who have that money can really spend it and yeah it makes a lot of sense for them now do you think elden ring has a showing at the game awards they just had the beta we had some previews earlier in november the game comes out in just a couple of months do you think this is the proper venue for us to see maybe a new trailer or let's just say they went wild and this was a game pass announcement which would be (laughs) epic and biblical of proportion if microsoft somehow secured something like that but yeah i don't don't think that's ever gonna the microsoft (laughs) the relationship there kind of dissolved because of some other outside pressures so they don't even they don't even have the co-marketing deal so it's as far as i'm aware that's true so it's like it's been a real challenge for them um but but yeah maybe eldering maybe we get a trailer a a new trailer but that that would be it at the most i feel like at this point they're like they'll do a launch trailer in january and then we'll get the game in february right that's the yeah so i think that's how it'll go down now the last big western related third party game i can think of that would fit the game awards is the harry potter title the hogwarts game from wb we haven't seen or heard of that now since the leak Mm-hmm. Is this the venue you bring it to? Yes, you can get celebrities on stage. So I think Jeff Keighley would love it. But uh, like you could bring, you know, Harry Potter stars back on stage, have mm-hmm. Rupert Grant or whatever his name is <laughs> come, come on there and talk about being in Harry Potter. And now here's a video game. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I, this one, I have no idea. I feel like this one could go in in either direction where it's like that was never even in the talks or yeah, it's going to be like the headline at the end of the show. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. both of those are possible. Um, I, if I, if I had to guess, I'll say it's not going to be there. Yep. I agree. I, there are, there are a handful of games, Nate, that have been basically confirmed by their developers. You want me to give you a couple of those? Yes. So uh Homeworld, uh the the you know the the space 3D strategy game, mm-hmm. they said that they'll have something at the game awards. Um Aaron, Aaron Flynn, who was uh one of the people that oh, worked yeah. at Bioware. I saw his tweets today, he, yeah. 
Yes, Improbable Studios is going to have their like, impro- and that's like um, Improbable IO, which is like they make like um, games that live on live not let's say live in the cloud, but have like a huge connected sort of online space. Uh, he's going to reveal his new game, and it's, that's been a long time coming. Um, trying to see if there's anything else on this list that's not embargo. Some oh, Arc Raiders, Arc Raiders. That's the um, the one from Embark Studios, which is Patrick Soderlin's new company, and he Ooh. used to be the uh, EA studio boss at uh, you know Worldwide Studios. Um, he's the one that said, "Oh, everything has to be on the uh, Frostbite engine," and then he left to go make an Unreal game. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was paid to uh, say oh, yeah, that. Arc Raiders. What's that? He was paid to say that. Oh yeah. Oh you know. oh yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. he was paid to say that because yeah. he's one of his names on the patent. Right. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So are there any other, you know, third party companies we may have not touched on or even prior Western developed games that we haven't touched on that you think could be at the game awards? Because hmm. right I mean, now it seems like we're kind of predicting a rather okay show. Nothing extravagant. I mean that's the thing about the game awards right like yeah. we're going to get probably about a quarter of of what we've said right and yes. we'll probably walk away thinking okay that wasn't that wasn't terrible you know good some good mm-hmm. moments you know sting and and imagine dragons were terrible but we loved the show we love <laughs> the we love the announcements uh so Aww. you know for me i i think i think if we get like a quarter of what we've predicted and i think you know i i would walk away feeling pretty good about it <laughs> I agree. That's right where I'm at, where it's like, this is normal for the game awards. This yeah. is what we expect. We, uh, we, we put a bunch of stuff out there. That's possible. We get, you know, we, we get a quarter of that return, like, like, like MVG says. And then, um, I still end up feeling pretty good about it. At least the last couple of years where I'm like, that was fine. Yeah, sure. Like maybe the one year it's like all the stuff was up front and then it was a, a long couple of hours before we got anything else to care about. But, but whatever, like, you know, there's going to be stuff for everybody and not, not everything's going to be for everybody. Um, and overall, I think, I, I think this year might be trending overall. Like it's going to be, have a higher hit rate, but it's not going to be all hits all the time ever. It's not going to feel like um, a banger E3 probably ever where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that Microsoft uh-huh. showcase, everyone, like it was kind of nonstop or like, you know, PlayStation 2015 and 2016 and 2017. It's not going to feel like those ever, but right. it, it's going to get. For an award show, it's going to probably be like, the, you know, I would rather watch this than the Grammys is kind of where I'm at with this. So. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Now, how are we going to talk about what we're expecting to win from some of the categories? We'll go over them all because there's a lot. And I know some people don't really care about certain communities. So let's focus on the bigger ones. Let's start with the best action adventure game, which has Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Ratchet and Clank. Resident Evil Village and Psychonauts 2. What would you pick as your winner? It's a tough one. Yeah. I feel like um this is the one that like Psychonauts 2 is in that it, it that it probably has the the least chance of winning. Um uh, I, I think that people would be like, well, if we're not considering the narrative as part of it, uh, I'll probably be docking it in terms of my consideration. And I, I should say up front, I'm really bad at like predicting how people will vote. So this is like my <laughs> terrible reasoning. Yeah. I mean, I uh, said Returnal was gonna be game of the year. Jeff, so, I, I, I so said people I, I said people Returnal was going to win as well. And I was like, oh, OK, down, not even nominated. Fine. <laughs> um, but but yes, yeah, so based based on that list, I, I think Metroid Dread or maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, because by the time people were voting, I think the, the Guardians of the Galaxy had a lot of positive momentum. And so maybe there's a chance that Guardians of the Galaxy pulls it out in this one category. I 
I'm going to agree with you on that. I think Guardians has got that that category as well. I've uh, I've recently picked up and played the game, and I think like a lot of us, it's kind of really surprised me. And I've enjoyed yes, I've enjoyed it immensely. So I I think um, it has a pretty good chance of winning. See, I think I'm going to go with Ratchet and Clank only because the criteria for it was combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. And the combat of Ratchet and Clank is really one of the game's emphasis. That's a good point. Very and good then point. you shift into the Clank elements, which is the puzzle solving. And it really kind of just transitioned from one to the other really smooth. So I think I would give the nod to Ratchet and Clank in that particular category. Then we had the best action game which is for the best game and action genre fo- focused primarily on combat and it was back for blood chivalry 2 deathloop far cry 6 and returnal i, I am a big returnal. yeah i'm a big returnal fan i want returnal to win will it win i don't know i mean deathloop could take it i mean let's be honest but um i'm going to stick with returnal it has to win something yeah i'm not i'm like i like returnal i think it's a a very good game it was never my favorite i think it's uh pretty substandard as as a roguelite but as an action game it is really good and i think that that Mm -hmm. it i feel like there's no sort of um doubt about that among people assessing the game so i feel like this is where it has a a really good chance of coming across then we had innovation and accessibility i had far cry 6 forza horizon 5 Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank, and The Veil, Shadow of the Crown. I mean, for me, I would say Forza Horizon 5 here because they offer yeah, a lot of options. It's Forza, yep. it's Forza Horizon 5 with a bullet. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Then they had the best debut indie game, and it was Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Sable, The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, and Valheim. Should be The Forgotten City is going to be Kenna. Kenna, Kino, whatever. Kenna's got yeah, it. See, I've been playing Kenna, and I think it is a good freshman effort by the development team, but I'm not in love with the game. I actually loved the Artful Escape. But I don't yeah, think anyone played the, it. You know, the Artful Escape does have a chance because I know there's like there there is that people out there, like people like you out there, a lot of them, and not a, not a ton, but there's enough that like <laughs> maybe you could get over the top there. Nate, that that's um, a good point because like you know I think about the Hollywood Reporter and the L.A. Times. They probably never played Kenna, but they probably played the Artful Escape. So they're gonna you know maybe maybe that's maybe. gonna take it. And I'm totally I mean, kidding, by the way. <laughs> I mean, the Artful Escape is more of an experience than a game, and maybe that would be used against it, but. Like, Kenna was definitely a game I was going into. I was like, I really had high hopes for it. And as I played, I was just like, you're not bad. You're a good first effort. I'm just, I don't love what I'm playing. I'm enjoying it enough to keep playing it. Yeah, No, no, like, no, nothing bad against it. I just, it wasn't, like, immediately it wasn't for me. And I'm just like, ah, Mike's reviewing it. I'll just let him handle it. Forgotten City, though, everyone should play that. That's a fantastic game. It's an all-time great for me. Yeah, like, Kenna for me, it was the pacing. It was just very slow. Yeah. And I, the combat was too simplistic. I wanted a little more depth to it. And I have the unlockables so I can mix things up. But it just feels, it definitely feels as though it is a game from the PlayStation 2 era of gaming. And that's not like an insult to it. Oh, totally fine. Then had the best indie game, which the nominees are Death's Door, Kenna, Inscription, Loop Hero, and 12 Minutes, baby. 
a baffling inclusion of 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, best indie game, best game of the year. What are we talking about? Come on. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, this so. one, the, I, I think this one's going to be inscription. I think the, that it's trending uh, pretty positively among, amongst the boat. Well, not the Hollywood Reporter, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but among the people I know, inscriptions, are like, and I love inscription. I've been playing a lot of it. It's very, very good. Uh, de- if it's not that, it probably is Destiny. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna disagree with Jeff. I'm going to say Death Store's got yeah. it. That's just because you haven't played Inscription. That's true. I haven't. Right? I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. But but <laughs> yep. what, has the Hollywood Reporter, has Entertainment that's Weekly, fair. That's, has the that's LA fair. Times? That's good point. Yes. Yeah, good point. I'm going to disagree with both of you. So no matter what, one of us will get it right. <laughs> I'm going to go with Loop Hero. That game lives up to the hype. Loop Hero is very good. I just, uh, it, it fizzled out for me. And I once I like started seeing through the Matrix a little bit, I was like, um, I have to put this down and I couldn't pick it back up. But it's a still, I had a really good like, nine hours with it that was very fantastic yeah i enjoyed the game very much far more than my time with 12 minutes i wish i had the well, 12 yeah. minutes back yeah <laughs> then we had games for impact and these nominees were before your eyes boyfriend dungeon shikari a colorful tale life is strange true colors and no longer home okay i never i haven't played any of these games so i, <laughs> I am not i am not you know in any position to to give a pick but if i'm gonna say something it's life is life, life is strange because i have played the first game and i really enjoyed it yeah and life is strange true colors takes place in colorado so i'm a homer there i'll go, go ahead and vote for that yeah there you go yeah it's also it's a very good game I really enjoyed yeah, my time I with two colors at some point. Yeah. Then we have best performance and we have Erica Mori for life is strange. And we have Giancarlo Esposito for far cry six. We have Jason E. Kelly for death loop, Maggie Robertson for resident evil village and Ozami Akahi for death loop. I'm sure I said the name incorrectly and I apologize. Um, I really want the tall lady from Resident Evil to win. It's going to be Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, it's going to be Esposito. Yeah, I kind of feel like his. I kind of feel like his fame might catapult him to a win because it's a name people recognize. Yep. Yep. Hollywood Reporter, man, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) You and the Hollywood Reporter have to sit down and work things out. (laughs) (laughs) What did they do to you? (laughs) They said the Game Boy Color is a different system than the Game Boy. Hey, hey. (laughs) <laughs> Whoa. hey i disagree too <laughs> hey I, I will point you to the interview no no i don't want to be pointed anywhere <laughs> you can't argue with nintendo's classification <laughs> watch me yeah exactly <laughs> that had best narrative which is death loop it takes two life is strange true colors guardians of the galaxy and psychonauts 2 yeah psychonauts 2 psychonauts 2 for me I would agree with Psychonauts too. I think this is, I think that's a slam dunk for that one, actually. Yep. And we have Best Game Direction, which is Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Hmm. Uh, Psychonauts 2, because people know who Tim Schafer is. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. This is a Tim Schafer game. People know who Tim Schafer is. Uh, yeah. Psychonauts 2's got it. Then we have Game of the Year. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Forza Horizon 5. <laughs> that's, that's not how Halo you say Cruising Blast. <laughs> no, okay, so in, in all seriousness, I want Metroid to win, but it's not 
is probably going to be Village. I mean, I you mean, think so? Because this is a big point of contention on, on my show where I said I think it's going to be Resident Evil, Evil, Evil Village, and Mike thinks that that's crazy and that it's like the game that barely got in there. Although he's starting to soften up on that point when, once he saw that it's got like the, the second most support on the uh, yeah. the fan vote. Um, I, I I guess I still think it could be Resident Evil Village. Um, I think it has just enough of that moment. It, it's really hard because I feel like this is not a category where it's an, there's an obvious winner. No. Um, but I think I'm I'm going to go with my heart now, and I am going to say Metroid Dread's going to pull it off. Good. Yeah, Metroid I, Dread's going to pull I it really, off. I really, really want Dread to win. Uh, I mean, if it wins, year, I will be excited. Next year is going to be completely stacked with Sony games, yes. right? And 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 oh, Starfield, yeah. you know. So the, assuming Starfield gets in, hopefully yeah, it does. Yes. Ideally, uh, yeah. So I mean, this is the year for Metroid to you know to take the victory. So hopefully it win. Hopefully it wins. See, like Resident Evil Village was definitely that game that I didn't think had a chance until it won the Golden Joystick Game of the Year. Out of yeah. nowhere, it wins that. And that made me kind of second guess myself saying it could win at the Game Awards. Yeah. Yep. But um, I mean, if it's not if it's not those two Psychonauts 2, I think might be the the dark horse here where it's like that one feels like it comes out of nowhere but just because it like has such a wide broad broad support from people who love its story and people who yes. love it love love it as a you know game to play as well um i think that'll go that'll carry it a long way i'm not sure if it'll win but i think it has a chance i think it's in the running and i still think it is a damn shame the highest ranked game of the year forza horizon 5 was not nominated as game Great. of the year yep Great. Great. i think I, I think you know if the timing had been different i do believe it would be in there Yes, but that might be a topic for a different day. (laughs) And I'd like to remind all our listeners that you can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code NATHEHATE. That's one word, NATHEHATE. And be sure to be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. We can now pivot into some of the Streamlabs questions for this week. And our first question comes from Jackie G, who donated $1 and writes, Let's mix it up today. What are your favorite albums of all time? Jeff, go ahead. Uh, I'm when it comes to music, I don't try to catalog stuff in my head. If when I begin to do that, like I have done with games, I begin to obsess over it and it becomes my life. Uh, and like I've been, I'm like, well, I got to make a career out of this or this is going to be a whole waste of time. Uh, and so I'm afraid to do that with music where I, uh, I, I, I try to keep it at arm's length where I'm like, when I'm listening to it, I'll enjoy it. When I'm not, I don't think about it too much. Uh, that said, I the first album I ever, the, ever, the first CD I ever bought was Metallica's Garage Inc., which was just an, an, a, an album of covers. Yep. Uh, and I really like a lot of the covers on there. So I'm just going to say that. And, you know, I like, you know, like the White Album and stuff like that by the Beatles. But that stuff's so obvious. I was going to say the White Album by the Beatles, um, kind of <laughs> in, in, in the same mold as Jeff. I, now, I, I didn't buy the White Album when it came out because that was back in 68. I was born after that. Right. But I yeah. I grew up as a big Beatles fan, and I'm big same. on the Beatles right now with the Get Back thing, so White mm-hmm. Album is is my pick. You know, I, I forgot my – it's Aja by Steely Dan is actually the real answer for me. Oh, so there you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I was expecting you to say Rob Zombie Dragula. Oh, God. <laughs> Just a single. Kill yeah. me now. Yeah. I hate that song. Uh, <laughs> no, you need to come back around on it. It's yes. good again. It's no. good again. See, I was going to say Rubber Soul. But we Good all can't say the Beatles. We can. So, yeah, so we can. Just rock album. I love, like. I love that they went like when they went back to Rubber Soul. It was like, okay, this yeah. is yeah, a breath of fresh air again. 
Yep, it's such a good album. And we then had a dollar donation from Carl Sanchez, writes, Hey, Nate and MVG, the information might already be somewhere, but I started following you just a couple of months ago. What is your favorite game of all time and why? Ooh. Cheers from Quebec and MVG can't say Quake. <laughs> favorite <laughs> album, favorite game of all time? Jeez, these are tough questions. What's, what is your favorite game of all time, Nate? My, I would say mine. See, uh, mine is, a, is either one of two games. It's either Link to the Past or mm-hmm. Super Metroid. And depending on which day you ask me, it'll, I'll give you a yeah. different answer. So it's going to be one of those two right. games, and I can't I pick mean, which one. I mean, my favorite game of all time is Link to the Past. But like you, if you ask me this tomorrow, I might say Turtles in Time. Grub, what do you got? Yeah, I, uh, Link's Awakening is probably the most common answer I give to it. Um, uh, occasionally, you know, Breath of the Wild is right there at this yep. point for me. Uh, the, but if like you want the interesting answer, it's Eco, which is a not not the PlayStation game. It's a uh, oh. Minecraft like sort of. Uh, it, it's a game about pollution. It's an educational game, and it's Minecraft and more systems. And I played it with a bunch of friends, and we created our own society. And then we ended up creating our own currency that I was in charge of. And well, it was really a store currency that I was in charge of, but it, I had the only store, so it became very popular. And then when I wanted to switch us to a global currency that was not attached to any one person's store, I destroyed our economy. And that story of like do it, being able to have those systems work and have it work like an actual economy and the stuff's all completely player controlled, but all the tools were there to make it happen. It was really impressive. And all the while, like there's a meteorite that's about to hit your, your server in 30 real world days. So you're supposed to be working together. The whole point is like, maybe you can use these systems to have the competition mm-hmm. force you to work together in a way it's just it's a it was a magical thing one of the most magical gaming experiences i've ever had it's uh really important to me and uh yeah i it's kind of like that's when it comes down to it my favorite gaming moments i've ever had happened in that game yeah. so yeah it's, it's up there for me nice we then had a five dollar donation from jb watson right hey guys love the podcast always enjoy listening what name do you guys prefer, Mega Drive or Genesis? Being Genesis. from the UK, I always thought I had missed a Sega console somehow until I was older. Mega Drive sounds way cooler than Genesis. Let's let's yeah. cut the, let's cut cool. the bullshit right now. No, Mega Drive sounds Mega Drive sounds like Genesis. No. It sounds it sounds try hard and nerdy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mega Drive, like come on, Genesis. It's Genesis just sounds so clean. Come over and, and play my legendary. Mega Drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yo, man, you want to come over to my house and play my Genesis? I'm like, yo, I mean, yeah. what is that? Mega Drive? Come on. It sounds Mega Drive. I don't, awesome. I don't know. I don't dislike Mega Drive. Mega Drive is a great name, but it's just that when it comes like I grew up Genesis. on I grew up a Nintendo kid. And so looking over my friend's house in the Genesis, I did, I envied it and like craved it. And, and, uh, and so uh, it, it was hard for me to be like, Mega Drive, that sounds like sort of generic at a certain point. But I, I grew to <laughs> like it over time, but I still prefer Genesis. Yeah. I mean, Genesis, Less Saturn. Less for me. It just sounds, it's a, it sounds store brand, like the store brand Sega is what Mega Drive sounds like. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when Homer named himself Max Power. <laughs> maximum jeff that that would be if i was the mega drive <laughs> then had a dollar and 33 cent donation from retro librium right sinji makami should make a jrpg series for xbox and bethesda and call it shinji makami tensai well shinji done. makami needs to ship ghostwire tokyo and maybe we will see more of that at the game awards maybe yeah maybe i'm feeling pretty good about that now that you mentioned that Good call, MVG. 
Then had a five dollar donation from Disgruntled, where it's disappointed that Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous was snubbed for G for RPG of the Year and the lack of PC game representation. PC, you all have the best ad reads on YouTube. Thank you. We tried. Yeah, you, you, the secret there is before we started, before they started recording, they made us just say, they made me say balls a hundred times <laughs> so that I got all the giggles out and it really yeah. worked. I was able to like go through without like bursting out laughing. I'm like, okay, all right. That, that word just sounds normal now. That's right. We had to go like that teacher route just, where it's no longer yeah. funny. Balls, 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 balls. I'm like, okay, if this is what's working. They, they said it worked. It did. That's, That's what we did in my biology um, college class. My teacher just first thing he said, if we all sit in a class of pure songs, he just walks in the middle of the room. He's like, vagina. Yeah. People Testies. laughed. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden right. he said it so much for the first 15 minutes. Everyone's like, just stone silence. Yeah, you get over it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> it works. It does. We then had a dollar donation from Auric305. Right. Do you guys think it takes two will be able to stay on Game Pass with the lawsuit, or should I secure a physical copy now? I've really been enjoying playing it with my fiance and would hate to see it pulled from the service and storefronts. To my understanding, is there is there isn't a lawsuit. No one is being no. sued. Take two isn't requesting that they change the name. Take two simply was saying you don't have control of the name of your game at this point. Right. So the worst case scenario it. is they would change the name and it would stay mm -hmm. up. Like this has happened before with uh was trenched, I think, and then became Iron Brigade or whatever it was, or maybe it was the other way around. Um so yeah, it, that, it, but that doesn't even seem like that's even a threat right now. So yeah, it'll be I, fine. I will say I will say that I secured a physical copy a couple of days ago because I'm very worried they're going to change the name. Plus I want a that's physical fair. copy of the game anyway. So there you go. <laughs> Oryx305 followed up with another dollar donation and writes, I got a Switch OLED and plan on selling my old Switch to make up some of the cost. Do you think we are far enough out from the next Switch to enjoy the SWOLED for a while, or should I return it and just hold out a little longer? I mean, at the absolute no. earliest, the next Switch will be in late 2022, early 2023. But, I mean, if you have bought the OLED... Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it yeah, for the next it. year and a half. Like enjoyment now is worth quite a bit. A lot. It's worth a lot more than enjoyment later, Absolutely. in my opinion. Like, yes, just, just, you have the thing in front of you. Get some games and yeah. have some good time. Play, like it's, play Tetris Effect on that thing. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah. Like the money that, that you may, might be worried about saving. Like, as far as we've seen so far, the switches have maintained its value. So just yeah, just start playing some games right now. There's some great. Yeah, Tetris Effect is a great one. Mm -hmm. Then had a $5 donation from Lucas. Right, hi guys. Thank you so much for your great show. I was previously coming for leaks, but now I really appreciate your opinions and the way you are dissecting what happens in the industry. Thank you from Senegal. Do we have any hope for SM2 in 2022? SM2? That, that was referring to Super Mario Galaxy 2. Oh. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think Nintendo plans to revisit yeah, Super Mario Galaxy no, 2. Yeah, that, no that game that seems like it's been erased from their roadmap, honestly. Yeah, I just I, I just think they like looked at it and like, oh, that would require just enough extra work that we're not going to yep. do it. Yep. Yeah, that's, I mean, from my understanding, they tried to figure out how to remap the controls of Yoshi. Yeah. 
and they just couldn't get it right to the point where they really want to bring it to market. Not to say they can't go back and try it again, but for 2022, I would imagine that if we see a Mario game, it's going to be a brand new 3D Mario that's been specifically designed for the Switch. Yep. Then had a $5 donation from The Dark Void. Writes, hello, hello, hello. Haven't made a donation in a while due to moving to Austin. I know I asked this question last year, and I'll ask it again. Ha ha. Do you still think Game Pass will come to the Switch? Also, did you see my Braves won the World Series? LOL. The Braves <laughs> winning the World Series is why baseball is now in a shutdown. <laughs> <laughs> As for Game Pass coming to the Switch, I mean, that remains... That it's a decision between Microsoft and Nintendo coming to terms with each other, and it's not impossible. It's just a matter of will the two ever see eye to eye and make a financial deal that both benefits from. Microsoft has said repeatedly they want Game Pass on every device they can have Game Pass on. Nintendo is likely just being Nintendo. I tell you we what. Can hope. I tell you what. If we see, if we see GoldenEye and Perfect Dark on the Nintendo Switch Online service, then mm-hmm. maybe we'll see Game Pass. Yeah, these things take just take time, and I think we're going to be uh, years out, but it's like this, slowly these walls crumble, and, you know, it's sort of just entropy at a certain point. Like, the path of least resistance to getting money is these big companies working together more closely. They will, they're slowly going to figure that over time, uh, but it's, it's going to require a lot more negotiations and conversations and broken down talks and stuff and they'll get there and but maybe the switch three or something like that <laughs> that's optimistic <laughs> yeah then at a dollar donation from lucas writing i was meaning super mario galaxy 2 sorry for the misunderstanding cheers <laughs> um, thank you <laughs> then had a five dollar donation from commander cronk writes greetings gents i have a rather simple question should a remake remaster category be added to the awards? I understand the reasoning, but in all honesty, how many games could truly compete with each other? And wouldn't nostalgia blindness play a huge factor? I think I th- remakes should be a category because when you look at a remake like Resident Evil 2, how does that not deserve recognition? Um, I think Resident Evil 2 got like recognition on its own merits, right? Didn't it? I feel yeah. like I mean at least a lot of a lot of places it did. I don't know if it was yeah. nominated like the game awards, but I mean I like the I idea of having it. a category for it because I mean I think about Mass yeah, Effect this year that was obviously very good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so I could I could I could see a category for this type of release. Yeah, G- yeah. Games Beats Game Awards will have that this year. I promise yeah. you that. There you go. Yeah. Definitely should have that because we're seeing a lot more remasters and remakes of these games and they shouldn't be negated from getting recognition at something like the Game Awards simply because of that label. And you have, I mean, in all reality, I think Dark Souls or Demon Souls on the PlayStation 5 would fall into the remake category. Oh, yeah. Yep. Should that have prevented it from a possible nomina- nomination? No. GTA trilogy definitive edition would be in there that doesn't yeah. deserve anything game of the year right there <laughs> no that's alan wonderworld there you go alan wonderworld <laughs> that was the last Streamlabs donation for this week if you'd like to support the channel we have a Streamlabs link in the description below donate any dollar amount ask a question we will answer it at the end of the episode and if you donate 100 or more we will dedicate the episode to you and this episode is dedicated to shamsa 
And I'd like to thank our guest this week, Jeff Grubb, for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. This is uh, always a lot of fun. Love talking to you guys. It's a uh, it's a good time. Um, I'll be watching. I'll be watching the Game Awards. Looking, at you guys. Are you, you guys are you guys streaming or anything, or should I just like look for your takes on Twitter? Um, I think we're probably going to be on. I think Spawn Wave is going to be streaming it, and we usually just jump on with him. Um, there you go. Okay, we well, I'll, I'll be watching year. that, and I'll be look. I'll be looking for your hot takes. Oh yeah, I'll have <laughs> some hot takes on Twitter. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll be dropping some hot takes for sure. And I'd like to thank MVG for joining me as always. Thanks for having me on, Nate. Uh, it was great fun and uh, great to have Jeff on again. I know uh, it's always Absolutely. it's always fun having him back. Yes, and you can find a link to GamesBeat in the description below, as well as links to Jeff's Twitter and MVG's YouTube account. And until next time, continue to embrace the hate.